welcome everyone to this week's episode of Bruins Tape to Tape, usually with my co-host Maria uh, and I'm Caroline, also randomly from Watertown, but not Massachusetts. Uh, so I felt obligated to add that. Uh, but Maria has been on vacation enjoying the Turks and Caicos, and we have a special pair of guests this week to talk uh the Bruins uh this is either going to be the funniest hour you have ever heard on this episode or the most insane and chaotic so I want to welcome my co-hosts today uh Adrian and Mo welcome and why don't you introduce yourselves who wants to go first Cricket. I, I see the word of Mo. <laughs> I will go first. That is fine. I appreciate Excellent. you guys having us. Uh, so I am Mo. I am from Chicago. Um, been a lifelong Bruins fan uh, for the past 35, 40 years, give or take. Um, how I became a Bruins fan is kind of always a fun story that people always kind of ask me. Just because from Chicago, I should be a Hawks fan but they are probably one of the teams that I hate the most. And I just can't go to Bruins Blackhawks games because I just hate, I just can't stand the fans. I can't stand everything. Mm -hmm. So back when my dad was a kid and lived in Chicago, he grew up as a Hawks fan, probably like in the early sixties. Um, and around that time, the Bruins were absolute garbage. They always got their ass kicked. Um, and so after one of those games, as a kid, he went out, tried to get some autographs. Basically, all the Blackhawks were typical Blackhawks, you know, kind of big time Jags. No one signed autographs, right? Just kind of walked past them. Bruins came out all bloody, beat the shit, lost the game by a lot, signed every autograph. And from that point on, my dad was a Bruins fan for life. And of course, the day I'm born, I, I can't be a Blackhawks fan. No. So I remember growing up, we got satellite dish just to watch Bruins games on Nesson. You know, so just that is how I've been a Bruins fan and I wouldn't change it for anything. I love that story, Mo. Uh, I love also that you and I have this in common, that spite was the foundation for our <laughs> Bruins fandom in the family. Oh, yeah. So I appreciate oh, yeah. that. I appreciate Has that. To be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's an awesome story. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm Adrian. I, uh, I actually, uh, grew up in Massachusetts. I'm from the, um, the, uh, Lexington Concord area. I grew up in a town called Sudbury. Um, my, I came to the Bruins via my grandfather who, uh, growing up every time we would go over there on the weekends, there would always be a Bruins game on. And I kind of discovered the Bruins sort of in the, um, the late eighties era, um, and picked them up, uh, you know, that was right when they were kind of surging and uh, going to the cup a couple times against Edmonton, uh, got bit by the bug and have been with them ever since. And mm -hmm. um, I continued to follow them um, all through my my moves all over the off to college and back. And then down, I, I live now in Brooklyn, but uh, I still have the uh, the feed so that I can watch the home games. And Absolutely. that is my that is my Bruins story. Wonderful. So. How heartwarming and delightful. Uh, yeah. But let's just dive right in because we have only one hour and we have uh, seven games to generally talk about. So this week 
our format is going to be a little bit different just because of the sheer number of games. We'd be here for four hours easily uh, talking about every single one of the games that we just watched uh, over the last, it was about a week and a half, right? Um, just talking about the Pittsburgh game would take just, four hours. Oh my God, all <laughs> of them. Um, so we'll we'll set the table. We'll talk real quick, uh, just an injury report, some updates there. Uh, Forbert, still out. Don't know anything. Uh, haven't heard anything. Don't have any speculations or guesses. So uh, he's been eligible to come back for 16 days and nada. So that's disappointing. Um, Carlo was put on IR during the road trip. Um, that would mean that he is eligible to play again on Thursday. Uh, and. Patra and Allmark also experienced some injuries on this road trip. However, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe either of them have formally been placed on injured reserve. They're just more of a day-to-day. So question marks. We don't really know what's happening there. But that's kind of where things stand. And quite frankly, we're pretty lucky, I think, in the grand scheme of things. You look around the league and you look at the injuries and – everybody's already getting beaten up. I mean, I feel like that's earlier than usual. Um, the poor devil. It feels like it, right? Oh, one, 100%. Are, yeah. <laughs> the devils, what'd they say? Like 40% of their yes. of their starters are injured right now. Yes. 40% of their uh, cap. The cap, yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's that's what, right. That 40% terrible. of the cap, yeah. That's sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So and, Car- and Caroline, before you know that, um, you know during the broadcast, they did show all those guys were skating kind of beforehand. Yes, you know, yeah. Forbert looked better. Forbert, whatever injury he had, it looked like he was moving and passing pretty well. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure about Carlo. I don't even know what upper body injury he really did. Yeah, I, I didn't really similar. see it or catch it. But yeah. the Patra thing, that's a little bit more kind of makes me feel a little bit better right when he went down i thought that was a shoulder like dislocated or something oh yeah yeah he did not look good or an elbow just just something mm-hmm. the way he was holding it mm-hmm. just didn't yeah. look good but he was taking shots and i mean that's that's pretty promising so hopefully yeah. he can get mm-hmm. back in there and the same thing with Allmark. Later. he's been at at skate every day um they're probably quite frankly with it when it comes to Allmark. They are probably just being careful, right? Because we can afford mm-hmm. it right now and Swayman's in good shape. Uh, Carlo, yeah. quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if whatever that was, was a, well, no, they don't save cap with IR, do they? No. So I don't really know what that long-term. was. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> I was. I don't know. I was going to be, I, that was my first guess. I was like, wait a minute. No. So nope. who knows? But hopefully it seems like at least those three Carlo Patra and, and Allmark will be short term. So, which is good because we need all the help we can get when it comes yeah. to defense, as we'll talk a little bit. But um, the other things that have happened this week, some big milestones for some of our favorite Bruins, Brad Marchand with his 900th and 901st career point. He officially passed Rick mm-hmm. Middleton. The next guy on the list is Espo. Do you think he can catch him? How far away is he? You would ask me that, and I am unprepared to answer. But <laughs> <laughs> I think, then the answer is I yes. Think it's it's going to be close, I think. 
Yeah. What is it? Uh, I think he can do it maybe end of next season if he has a productive year, I think maybe if I, I remembered looking at the differential, but yeah, uh, I think it's like, it's, it's 10, 24, I think, or something to that effect. So 10, 12, 10, 12, there we go. So, and depending on, yeah, you know, keeps it, getting those hat tricks. He will. Right. If he has a good season and, um, and he stays healthy, mm-hmm. depending on when he's actually planning on retiring, it's, I think it's possible. I'm not sure how likely it is, but we'll see. And he's also very, very close to his 1,000th game. Um, that's mm-hmm. coming up soon, too. And then Chucky right. Mack passed Ray Bork as the most overtime goals by a Bruins defenseman. Um, yeah. That's pretty that, impressive, that's no I think. Feat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything yeah. related to Bork or, uh, or, uh, or, <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> Is if you pass either of them in any capacity, that's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so those some fun little things there. And in spite of the uh, questionable uh, road trip that we all, all witnessed, um, Bruins actually have settled at second place overall points percentage with a point seven zero nine. Um, so. I guess the question is, did how do we feel about the last ten days? <laughs> Just in general, give me your hot takes, anyone. <laughs> I I think when we were there, it felt worse than it ended up yeah. being when it was done. You know, because yeah. some of those games were were tough to watch. Um, but when you look back on it, when you you know you look at all the points that we could have acquired we we came out with five of eight which was it's better than 500 against yep. some tough teams it's not how we wanted to get the points but we got the points yeah and so i guess you you, you kind of hope that they stormed into town and took care of business they didn't um they got some costly um injuries at the time which turned out to be okay potentially coming out of it but um you know, you, you you come out of it, you you stick your head up, and then you look around the rest of the league and go, "Oh, I guess we're still in the same place. How bad could it be?" You know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I I'm not going to give them an A or even really a B, maybe a maybe a B minus for just having uh, come out best better than 500. But yeah, the quality think, well, of the quality, I I agree. Yeah, Mo, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, right? Like you guys said. They came out with kind of the games and the results that everybody expected and kind of wanted, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you look yeah. at the yeah. teams that they played, you know, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Colorado, Arizona, Vegas, and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're there there's some good teams, so you're gonna expect to lose to some of those. You lose to yeah. Pittsburgh in, which is probably one of the craziest games of the year so far, or in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Just back and forth, back and forth, just tons of shit happened. Chaos. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. a little bit. And then you come back and you follow that up with the Tampa game, which was just domination by the Bruins. You know, Tampa mm-hmm. right. couldn't do shit. And then you go on the road yeah. trip. It's like Colorado, yeah, you lost, but you got a point. Arizona, you lost, but you got a point. And Arizona seems to play Boston hard, right? They're they're kind of like they that do. Minnesota where like Arizona Minnesota just whatever style they play or just speed it just mm-hmm. seems like they always play the Bruins tough right Vegas mm-hmm. I mean yeah fifty fifty right you get a point that's great St Louis you go in you win perfect and then you come back Devils yeah you smoke the Devils like you're supposed to 
Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think it was one of those games where, or just one of those kind of just road trips and stretches where they just did what you kind of wanted them to do. You know, it's just the regular season is yeah. a, a marathon, marathon, right? Not a sprint. Exactly. So get through it. Exactly. Don't need to win 65 games or whatever it is again. Just, <laughs> no, you know, no. make the playoffs, again. make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be talked about <laughs> national media again. That was good. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think we're at yeah. the point where it's just like, if you can just continue to grind out any type of points you can uh, for as long as you can, it puts yeah. us in a good position down the stretch. You know, yeah, what I was exactly. happy about was that our, our hardest game, well, arguably, honestly, our, our toughest game was Arizona. And for a myriad of reasons, that was, you know, we were, it was a hard game against Colorado the night before, which also went into overtime. At altitude, by the way, I think at altitude, you forget that point out, at yeah. altitude. That's and no then joke. Somebody mentioned that it's like a 45 minute drive to the airport after you get out of that, um, that stadium and then yeah, you land in Arizona yeah. and you're, you're exhausted, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so that was the hardest game to, for, to, for them probably to play. And honestly, for all of us to watch that game was just, mm-hmm. oh, so brutal. But, um, that one, notwithstanding every game in that series got better. Um, we didn't win all of them until the end, but, uh, you know, they, they gra- the defense gradually tightened up. Um, they got their game together. You know, the, the shot count gradually climbed up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm. So they ended on a high note as opposed to almost you would expect the opposite where you're, it's the end of the trip. Maybe you lose one. Right. They won the last one. So, you know. Yeah. I think for me, my looking back now uh, on that experience as a fan watching it and kind of thinking about, okay, what were my actual expectations? And I think mm-hmm. I probably was dissatisfied on the whole with everything likely because we had come off of a very solid four game win streak. That was a response to the absolutely horrible month of December. December was a greatest hits of every issue that the Boston Bruins Mm -hmm. have had as a franchise for the last five years. So it was bigger than, you know, a single player or it was bigger than the coach or whatever. It was all of the things that we as Bruins fans have collectively experienced uh, that have been mildly traumatic, you know, uh, not being able to clear the puck, getting scored on at the last second, uh, not winning um, faceoffs, having a terrible power play. Right. So that whole month of December was pretty awful. We saw a fantastic stretch of four games that were that was reminiscent of the Bruins that we love to see hearkening back to last year so you know there's also that piece where I think I I will admit that I am also guilty of thinking like we're better than this but that was also a different season different players different recipe um so I was kind of hoping to still see some of that dominance continue and you know going into the Pittsburgh game that was just insanity I, I don't even really know what the hell that was other than uh as one of you said earlier today a a reset of sorts um or the the hockey gods having fun with us um mm. they had a phenomenally dominant as expected game against Tampa Bay and I thought the Colorado game was decent. Um, Mm -hmm. I think people didn't expect, didn't have high expectations of the Bruins in that game. And 
They certainly did what it took to deserve the win. But once again, as we've seen, we've had some issues in overtime and we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, that cost us and the, you know, the following Arizona game, just mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody wanted to be there. Everybody was, was a, sleepy. It, nobody yeah. was there. I mean, there's yeah, nobody there was there. people in the crowd. Yeah. It was <laughs> Bruins fans, basically. There, It's TD Garden mm-hmm. West, as we've said. Um, you know, so I guess, and I just kept seeing some of the same issues that we were seeing in December kind of cropping up here and there. And mm-hmm. I was irritated that those had not really been resolved yet and yes this this you're absolutely right and i've said it before and i have to remind myself constantly this is a marathon not a sprint but i've also been a burned bruins fan in the playoffs and i lived through 2019 and seeing how those very same issues have come up at the worst possible time so yeah, I was also surprised and had to convince myself that yes, this this was this was a good stretch. Right. Be mindful. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, Caroline, when you when you bring up like those two kind of factors, right? You've got the bouncing pucks where the Bruins just mm-hmm. seemingly can't clear, versus <sighs> giving up you know last minute, last second goals, right? Mm. So growing Let's up, not forget hockey, the turnovers. Yeah. Well, we, we can forget those. We don't have to talk about those. Uh, two things. Oh, you're bringing up the, the three. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. So growing up playing hockey, right? I, yeah. I, I was never really great, but I, you know, I made it to you know double A, triple A, so I, I, I could play a little bit, right? So <laughs> thinking back to those days and thinking about all the bouncing pucks, that shit just happens, and mm-hmm. I'm sure nowadays people yeah. can practice for it. You know, the kids nowadays are probably having, you know, parents and just everybody throwing stuff at them and trying to corral it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where you're split second reacting. You're trying to hit the puck to the corner, right? Clear it out of the front of the net. Just get it to the corner, get it to the boards. That's what we're always trying to do, right? You're not really trying to, like, ice it out because if you miss it, then it goes to the point. And now the other team has it and they can shoot it and it's you know, net front, all that shit. You know, that's you can't really train for. And it's just kind of like puck bounce, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That stuff, I don't think I'm not really concerned about. It's always that kind of last minute, always the other team pulling the goalie with two and a half minutes left. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm freaking out and reaching for my drink, right? Because <laughs> just the yeah. Bruins have a good penalty kill structure. And, you know, we'll get into mm-hmm. a little bit later, but it just seems like six on five. And I think you guys have talked about it before. Yeah. It's just yeah. the Bruins don't know what to do. They get that right. extra guy and they don't know where to go. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's just a thing that no one practices or it's just not instincts or it seems like two guys will go to one person and that opens up a lane. So yeah. there's just some things that, you know, I'm right. I'm not worried about it, but, you know, it's just some of those things that you just kind of yeah. look for and you're just like, oh, shit, I hope they can fix that. Right. And because it's it been an ongoing issue. Yeah, we, we hear about it all the time, too, which we'll yeah. we'll also uh, have a fun little segment at the very end about things we need to put to bed uh, and stop talking about <laughs> because it's clearly traumatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's dive into uh 
some more generic points. You know, like I said, we we have so many games and we saw it was certainly not the same game every single night. Um, but I want to kind of get your guys' take on if you were to hand out grades. Uh, so we've already started to assign a grade for the last 10 days of a B minus. Um, let's talk about the offense and defense and uh, different things that we've seen because um, I think we, Marie and I have talked on the podcast before that, you know, we've got the offensive power to and talent and deep offensive talent to do whatever needs to happen to score the goals but we've seen a lot of struggling uh on the defensive side of you know getting the pucks out to actually get them to the offensive players and so on and so forth so Mm -hmm. adrian why don't you tell me a little bit like how would you have graded um on the whole and maybe you can give some examples of how the offense performed you know how did they do what were the issues that you saw did they address any of those issues where what what did you see yeah um i would say if i had to i would give um i'd give the offense probably a four out of five coming out of this road trip because mm-hmm. certainly we got the goals you know that, yeah. that wasn't <laughs> yeah. necessarily the issue right you know i i can go back to um you know years and years and years ago i'm talking like you know early aughts where it's mm-hmm. like you know you're getting blanked or you're getting like mm-hmm. one goal and getting smoked on the other side um, you know, we got Colorado, we got four, um, Arizona, we, you know, we got three, uh, Vegas, you know, was a tougher game, but Vegas wasn't having an easy time either. Mm. And then, um, you know, St. Louis and Jersey, we, we, we got the job done. So, uh, I think that once, once he got into the zone, I thought we, we handled ourselves fine. Um, I really have enjoyed watching them, um, get closer to the net and, uh, and sort of like go after the second and third opportunities. Uh, and I'm liking, um, you know, Coyle. And, mm. and, you know, he's just been phenomenal. He's been so good. So happy to see him just um, exceed expectations this season. And he's and, always uh, been great, sp- right? Like, he's always yeah. been a yeah, good, but, solid player. But, but to take it to the next he's level. He's not flashy. He's not no. flashy. And no. I think, and he's not necessarily known as like a highlight goal scorer he just Mm -hmm. sort of like gets the goal in when he gets it in but now this season he almost is like he's he's tapping him in on the side you know he he almost ended the uh what was it the um the arizona game Mm. he like almost ended it within the last two minutes you know um but he just happened to a a weird puck bounce and and it didn't go in then we would be talking about that game entirely differently right but uh i was i've been fairly happy with the offense um as i always say and I, i say often on the discord like Three goals on any given night should be enough to to get you a win. Now yes. it's the other side of the ice that's that's got to do their job. So, um, and I think that's unfortunately um, where a lot of our issues lean, especially mm-hmm. with breaking out of the zone, because all the plays start in your end. Right. And um, you know, but I, I for the most part, I, I've been I've been satisfied. The goals are coming not just from Pasta, not just from Marshan. You know, mm-hmm. you get. You get those, um, you know, they're they're present, but on each given any given night, there's like some random dude, you know, scoring right. a different goal that what that didn't score the night before. Like, yeah. what more do you want out of your team? You know, right. that's talk about depth. There it is. You know, yeah. So that that I really love to see uh, carry over from last season. Um, mm-hmm. It's not quite as uh, abundant 
further down, but it still happens, um, as you love to remind me every game when someone uh, outside of David Pasternak scores. Um, And we do continue to outperform in expected goals for and expected goals against. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just a, a fun little statistic advanced analytics statistic where you're looking at based on a whole bunch of different factors but ultimately it's exactly what it sounds like what how many goals are the Bruins expected to be scoring versus allowing and they keep doing better like than Mm -hmm. than than expected so it's not as dominant again as last year but it's it's still happening, um, which you, you need that, right? When it comes to playoffs, like, yes, I talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. Defense wins, goalies win, cups. Yeah. But you do also have to score because that's what didn't happen in Game 7 in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bruins are also, um, you know, they are improving with getting pucks on net, I think. Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah. My take was in those games when they did a better job of getting pucks on net, you saw the result. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that, that, you know, in the last, especially on this road trip and the further we got into it, because I remember what we were talking about in December where it was like, you know, they were getting one shot on net and then it would get cleared and then it would go the other way. And right. it's it, it really seemed like no one was really making that effort to... Mm-hmm. Or even if they were, they weren't successful in it. For whatever it was, they weren't getting on those second and third opportunities where you just don't give up on a play, you right. know, and you just keep hammering and hammering and hammering until the puck's in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And, you know, say what we want about how you, how you feel this road trip should have gone. Um, the offense has sort of shifted in just trying and trying and trying, and, they're, and they've been rewarded with it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I like that the offense is... is uh, you know, the forwards are scoring closer to the net and the yes. defense are taking more shots from the point, you know, mm-hmm. and and looking for those, um, uh, you know, taking those shots and then pouncing on the rebound, you know, yeah. and, and looking for the opportunity to hit the rebound as opposed to just like scoring a flashy goal and, you know, hanging it up and moving on, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. And even though currently, as of today, uh, January 16th, uh, the Bruins are 22nd in shot attempts uh, with mm-hmm. 48%, and they're 19th in the league uh, when it comes to faceoff dot uh, performance at 49%. They are improving. So mm-hmm. as long as they continue to move in that direction, I think you're right. It, it, they've proven that when they do that, they get the results. Yeah. We just hope that they keep doing that. So, um. Mm-hmm. Did you feel at any point during the last? Uh, oh, they're also third in goal differential, by the way, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, because you wouldn't it, you wouldn't expect it. No, and, and it's sort of, but <laughs> yeah, you know, behind Vancouver and Winnipeg, which I know, you know, when, they're absurd. Which that I mean, you talk about what you expect least. I mean, that's what you expect the least. But right, you know, Western Conference is its own beast. But it is we're we're number one in the East in goal differential. So yep. say what you want about the offense. Yeah, you know, numbers don't lie. Right. Well, and probably a lot of that has to do with um, goaltending and some level of uh, defense. Well, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it it um, definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. So did any of the games, um, were there any games where you felt like 
the offense was the issue or do you feel like offense did their job you know you were satisfied um for the they've done more uh yeah i mean hmm i mean obviously they always could have done more on the games that we didn't win but yeah i i thought that uh you know if any in general i thought that there are just little things that they needed to clean up and tighten up that you could point mm-hmm. to and go, we need to, these are things we need to work on. You know, yeah. uh, the Colorado game, I just felt like everybody seemed to be over skating the puck just a bit. Mm. Um, you know, they like that happened on the defense, but it also happened on the offense where like, I don't know whether or not they were, you know, a little bit too antsy or a little bit too like, you know, what do they say? Gripping the stick, the stick too tight or whatnot, but yeah. they just seemed to be not in sync with the way the puck was moving sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I think what? that for the first, you know, and then Arizona, like, what are you going to do? That's just sort of like the yes. weird anomaly game. But um, and we, I, I don't know, we could take a few moments and just talk about Arizona. Cool. But, you know, Vegas, Vegas is a hard enough team yeah. as it is. Yeah. You know, they're like, they're they're good. And uh, the certainly the looks were there. The bounces weren't. Um, yeah. I The one thing that seemed to be off more than anything, and we'll get to this probably later because I think we're going to talk about players individually, mm-hmm. um, is that there were just a few games where Pasta just didn't seem to have what he normally yeah. had. Yeah. And that is not to say, I'm not, I'm not coming for, I'm not coming for Pasta here. Like Pasta, keep no. doing what you're doing. But like, there were times I want to be like, you okay? You okay, buddy? Like, yeah. you know, you just don't seem to have your stick where you need it no. uh, to have, you know, that you got a couple breakaways and you just can't, you certainly have the time. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you're not getting the stick underneath it. You're not putting it where we know you can put it mm-hmm. um, with your eyes closed. And so yeah. those are enough to make you go, what's happening there? But, yeah. you know, that's a luxury to be able to look at a player like that and go, he's not 100% like he is all the rest of the time. Yeah. In terms I mean, everybody response. has a bad so, day at work, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah you know, of course. And that's why you need those depth. That's why you need depth, right? That's I mean, exactly. of course. Of course. Pasta exactly. and Marchand are not going to score every game. No, love them no. too, nor, but, no. but nor they're not going to. No, right, right, no. right, right. I mean, they're exactly. going to do things to affect the game, right, in yes. a positive way. That's mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. we want them to do. Yeah. That's that's what Coil does, kind of off the puck mm-hmm. or, or with that puck possession, using Playmaker. his body, the shield, mm-hmm. right, exactly, yeah. or putting himself in the right positions, kind of like what JVR does. Mm-hmm. You know, I oh yeah, for me, Van yeah. Ramsdyk is one of those players where I'm like. Why did we pick this guy up? And then you guys look mm-hmm. and tell me his stats, and he's got like yeah. a bunch of goals, mm-hmm. a bunch of assists. I mean, the goal he scored that didn't score, you, oh, you know, the other night or whatever, it was just yeah. perfect. Yeah, he had Love three, it. four other passes that were just disgusting. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, you right. just need those guys, and, right. and you need that depth to just show up. Yeah. Um, you know, but this, yeah, these, this pastas. I think there were like two games, three games where he was like just like falling all over the ice. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. didn't didn't seem like himself. That's um, true. You know, so so Mo, what do you what was your take then on the other end of the ice when it comes to defense? Because again, that's something that Maria and I have have pointed out probably in every single episode where when when they're tight and they've got it, they are unstoppable but it seems to me that there have been issues that i can't quite put my finger on um because it's 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 a lot of the same guys from 
the previous yeah. season. What was your take? How how do you feel the the defense performed in the past week so, or so? Yeah, so I think the defense performs as well as they can, right? Mm. One criticism I know I have, and I'm sure other people have as Monty, is he just shuffles everybody up, right? He'll shuffle the forward lines. He'll shuffle the defensive pairings a little bit. And for me, that kind of changes some of the things. So these players can't really play on instincts. Mm. And when I was watching the game, and I think it got better in the Devils game, is you can't really hear them communicate to each other. Right. Mm. I don't know if that's like the mic pickup, but you can't really mm. hear them yelling and saying, you know, like you've got this guy or like mm-hmm. first. So there's a few things that I've kind of seen a little bit here and there um, that may, I guess, kind of explain some of the defensive deficiencies or just breakdowns. Mm-hmm. So the Bruins sometimes in the offensive zone loves to play that three, two. Um, you know, they got two yeah. forwards in deep. They've got that third forward out high, kind of being a third defenseman, kind of a floater, right? Mm-hmm. That will allow kind of the defenseman to pinch because he's got that support, right? But if mm-hmm. that defenseman pinches and he misses the puck, the other teams go in the other way and the defenseman's got to get back. Right. Problem is that defenseman is taking almost a two straight of a line on the back check. And I think that's kind of where you're seeing people claim Bergeron and Krejci, you know, why Mm. people still claim, oh shit, I wish they were still here, you know, just because those guys took a more kind of straight line as opposed to kind of, you know, a straight line to the net to block any type of pass or shot or rebound where, you know, McAvoy, he was coming back, he skated right to the guy and it was like the dot, you know, and he blew right past him. That was the Crosby goal. And then, Right. Blew past them. They shot and score. Right. So you've Mm kind of got some deficiencies in back check that I think can get cleaned up. They're just a little bit over aggressive, a little bit overzealous, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing you can fix. Um, The other thing is in the defensive zone. And I think this is kind of where that communication comes in as well as kind of like new centers. Right. You got Beecher. You got Patra. Coil. I'm not worried about Coil. Kiki seems Mm -hmm. to be doing this pretty well. So does Zaka. Mm -hmm. But Usually in the defensive zone, you've got the two defensemen. They're kind of anchored on either side of the net, right? Mm-hmm. So one defenseman's got his corner. The other defenseman's got his corner. Puck goes side to side. They kind of, you know, let the puck carrier, they kind of rotate off. And then that center is that guy in deep, and he's, you know, the third man in. He's trying to, you know, come in and support, get the puck, break it out. I just think, you know, Beecher, Patra, some of those newer guys just aren't good, aren't experienced enough at trying to understand you know where the puck is going or what to do with the puck when they get it um and just some of those breakdowns um it's just you can kind of see it especially now with this game it's so fast Mm -hmm. you know teams teams just move so quick and then the forwards they'll drop down because they'll see the other team has the puck that leaves the point open puck goes to the point they get a you know quality shot on and just you know we can only do so much. It seems like there's more rebound goals, just kind of more of those types of goals that are going in. Same with odd man rushes. Haven't Oof. the Bruins given up just a ton of odd man rushes? It feels yeah. like. Well, um, and you you make an interesting point um, that sometimes I think folks might not be considering when they make that comparison, like oh Bergeron, Krejci versus Beecher, Patra. 
when when uh, Patrice Bergeron retired, he was 38 years old. He'd spent 20 years mm-hmm. <laughs> in the National Hockey League, and he was probably a breed of his own, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody better than Bergeron There's in his nobody, own yeah. But Beecher's yeah, yeah. in his very early 20s, and yep. Patra is mm-hmm. 19. If yep, we yeah. were to rewind back to 2004, the Bergeron of 2004 did not have the experience and understanding of the game that he did in 2023. So, you yeah, know, true. to some degree... He was still pretty good, though. <laughs> Yeah, well, yes, and that's the that's yeah. the point that I'm making. Like, yeah. it was his own yeah. thing, right? But right, right. He he got even better with yeah. age as yeah. a veteran, and some of that stuff is just life experience. And mm-hmm. you know, I think I think Bruins fans. Boston media, whomever, they're always going to be extra hard on these young guys because we're so used, God, especially in the last 10 years of having um, players, veteran players who were exceptionally skilled and experienced in the roles that they were in. Mm -hmm. That being said, because I agree, you know, we talked about this, uh, two weeks ago um, where some of maybe the defensive issues do stem from the lack of very defensive centers mm-hmm. um, being that extra support. Um, but I mean, what I'm hearing you say, Mo is at least it's not a lost cause. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, and I know I, I like to harp on Grizzly a lot. You know, there there are some games that I've seen where, you know, I love Grizzly as an offensive defenseman, but mm-hmm. defensively, his size does limit him to what he can do, right. right? He gets positioned off the puck pretty easily. And that's not, I mean, that's fine in the regular season because, you know, you're playing 82 games. I mean, one game isn't going to kill you, but in the playoffs, that one goal, that one game, is it could be that, bad. That's make or break, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's just little things there that I think will just come with time, right? I mean, look at Coyle okay. a couple of years ago. Coyle a couple of years ago wasn't oh, yeah. the player he is today. Mm-mm. I mean, Coyle is a beast. I mean, what is Coyle, like 6'5", 2-something? And he plays like it. You right. know, back yeah. when he was hurt, he wasn't playing like a big guy that had that kind of, you know, just confidence yeah. that he does. Yeah. So, you know, I think him playing there, I think, I know Beach Crew's kind of in the doghouse, or that's kind of how it feels. I don't think he's played like yeah. the last couple of games. Just yeah. feels like he hasn't played. But I like what I see of Beecher. He's big. He can use his stick pretty well, and he's got mm-hmm. speed and good acceleration. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the more he kind of just makes those mistakes and understand like what doesn't what and what does right. work, that stuff's gonna yeah. work. And then the more they build that rapport with McAvoy and Lindholm mm-hmm. and Carlo and understand like if they actually want to like hit the body or hit the stick. Right. Mm-hmm. And if like Carlo goes in, like separate puck from man, you know, take the guy out and then Beecher could come in and take the puck, you know, they can kind of learn and, and grow on those things. So, yeah. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got rookies, there's going to be growing pains. Absolutely. I mean, no, 
Plus, I don't think anybody really thought the Bruins were going to win the Stanley Cup this year. I mean, we all want right. them to, Obviously. but no. I, I don't think yeah. we'd be disappointed if we won, you know, a playoff <laughs> and then got and then got bounced. But it's like, right, right. Let's 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 work with it. We'll figure it out. But I think, Set I think we'll be all right. Exactly. exactly. Well, realistic yeah. expectations. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. So and kind if, I of, could, if I could jump oh, in yeah. here too, I, yeah. I think that uh, that one of the other crises we seem to be having as a fan base is you know you lose a guy like bergeron all right mm. uh there's no one guy that's going to fill what he did Mm-mm. but there's like different guys that can bring different bits you mm-hmm. know like i like um coil only guy that was able to contain nathan mckinnon in that entire game insane. like just wrote him off nearly every insane. play right um love, love to love to see it right because he's like you know un- it was at the uh he's on him like white on rice yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh the immovable wall and the unstoppable force like it's he just wrote him right off but does he yep. have the speed to get back to a you know to intercept an odd man rush not necessarily who does marchand but marchand can't really you know I, we've seen him struggle with capping like containing rebounds and, and clearing right. them debrusque you want him to be a sniper but he's like the best back checker on the team you know so and fast. so it's he is so fast right so there's <laughs> There, there's these you got enough pieces parts out of all these different players but you got to f- you really got to figure out how to strategically to deploy them on almost like a case-by-case basis which can be frustrating when it doesn't work but right. when it does it's really nice but there's never going to be one guy that's going to be like he's the next bergeron make him do everything not going to happen right so which it's, explains a lot of monty's mad scientist approach to things i mean i think he was always inclined to do that like he he did that to some degree last season um Mm -hmm. but i think he sees all of those pieces that you're talking about and when he's throwing spaghetti at the wall in the middle of a game when things are not necessarily going our way i think that's exactly what he's doing because he knows okay, this player can do this and we're really struggling with that. And I need him now to be here to do that. Like it's Mm -hmm. all strategic and, you know, yes, I would love to see um, regular consistent lines. Like, don't get me wrong. That's as a, as a, as a hockey fan, like that's what is normal to see and experience to help me understand the game and understand what's going on. Um, But I think it's brilliant when he is doing some of that because he sees all of these things, right? We've talked about how uh, there are different jobs and different roles on a single hockey team. Well, he's seeing like even the individual skill sets of these guys. And like in the moment, he's seeing that we need this task, Mm -hmm. specific task completed and I think it's a very different way to coach the game that I don't see any other coaches employing. I mean, but he did that with Swayman and Allmark. And I think in the long run, it benefited both of them exceptionally because now we're in the situation that we are in with two phenomenal goaltenders. Like they got the, direct benefit of of that up and down like back and forth switching um Mm -hmm. so i I, I, my faith in monty is still steady and firm (laughs) 
I, I would agree. I, I know my dad doesn't share that same sentiment, or, but my dad, my dad loves to hate. <laughs> that's, I guess that's where I get it a little bit. <laughs> we won't say who I hate, but we'll that for later. Yeah. Um, but you know, with Monty, with his line shuffling, it looks great when it works. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. But when it doesn't work, it's like, it's holy shit, game. what are you doing? Right. You know, so it's but I think it's just one of those things, like you said, just let him do it in the regular season. Right. Let's just yeah. hope he doesn't really do it in the playoffs too much. Because, again, that's one of those things where everything ramps up 100 percent. Right. And mm-hmm. you, you want those guys to know almost what Bergeron and Marchand had was that kind of just right. they knew where each other was without looking. It was yeah. almost like they were mm-hmm. playing with sonar. Like, right. right. Exactly. You know, like yeah. if you look back when they won the cup against Vancouver, that first goal, Marchand just hits Bergeron and Bergeron just hits the puck in. And, you know, the yeah. announcers didn't even know what the hell was going on, right. let alone Luongo. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. let him let him tinker. I'll get yeah. pissed. I'll get frustrated. But I, I think what you guys said, Caroline, what you said, mm-hmm. just is learning who each player is. Right. You know, everybody kind of has their own identity, right? Mm-hmm. Like Heinen's kind of, I hate to say it, he's he's their <laughs> board battle guy, yeah. right? Marche yeah. or uh, DeBrusque is that F3. He's that guy high who could get back and, yep. you know, help mm-hmm. the defensemen. Um, so yeah. Steen is that guy who always brings the energy, gets there first on puck. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're, they're trying to... I, I think we all love Steen. Yeah. If you don't yeah, love Steen, too. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you're you're probably a, a Frederick. Like, <sighs> anyways, um, hey, hey now, hey now. <laughs> I didn't say that. So I, I, let's let's just transition super quickly because um, I know we probably don't have a ton of notes on the goaltending over the the last um, week and a half. Um, what can I say? I mean, for me, the goaltenders are continuing to carry this team, even uh-huh. in the bad times. Um, and of course, as is understandable when they have a rough night, uh, the team doesn't really support them in the way that they support the team when the forward skaters are not having a great night. Um, but Adrian, thoughts? On goaltending, um, I know you yeah, really I, love that Devils game. For oh yeah, it. I'm well. Anytime any one of our guys gets a shutout, I'm very happy. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Sway Sway was really doing really doing good. Um, and I think that he's he's clicking at the exact right time. We needed to be clicking, <laughs> and I love seeing as much as I hate seeing Allmark going going down. I. I think this is a perfect opportunity for Swayman to step up and really shine. Mm-hmm. And as compared to last year, where I felt like Swayman was probably at that starter level, there were a lot of times I watched Olmark play and then I would watch Sway play and Sway would let win in and I'd be like, mm, I think Olmark probably would have stopped that. And yeah. I do not think that this year. It's the opposite, <laughs> that, isn't it? It's yeah, the yeah, opposite. Yeah. I, and I like <laughs> Olmark has has like an infinite amount of cred and an infinite <clears throat> amount of slack for me. Like mm-hmm. because every time I doubt him, he he does something like he did in the Islanders game, and it's like I I just need to shut up. But uh, they're both they're both great, and they're yeah. both and and yes, they keep us in games we have no business being in. Yeah, that is their job. Yeah, you know, and and the thing that that tweaks me a little bit is just when 
um, when people get down on the rest of the team because the goaltending is is doing so well, you know, right. and it's like, well, they're all on the same team, you know, they're they're all they're all, you know, one one player's success is everybody's success, and yes, right. we have two of the best goaltenders in the league, yeah. And I think what we were listening to, like the what was it that cue the memories thing with um, mm. with Sanderson, mm-hmm. and he 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 made the joke where he was like, you know, in his era when he was playing. You know, people were coming up to him being like, well, you know, if you didn't have Warren Espo, you know, you wouldn't be nearly as good. And he was like, yeah, well, we do. You know, yeah, that's, they like, did. that's no. <laughs> so, you know, what do you what are you complaining about? Yes, we right. have two of the best goaltenders in the league being the best goaltenders in the league consistently. Right. So right. end of story. You know, yeah. what do you want? Like or or my we got, favorite. We got, we got thrown a bone. My favorite uh, on the flip side. um, Someone shared in the Discord uh, a, a ser- very serious Twitter uh, link where someone had said, well, you know, if we didn't have Samsonov, uh, we would be first in the league in something or other. And yeah. it's like, but you do. And he's Swiss cheese. So yeah. what's your point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited by the fact that Swayman has so many opportunities right now to be playing these back-to-back games um, because mm-hmm. I want him to have that uh, FaceTime, I guess, for lack of a mm-hmm. better word, uh, in front of those Vezina voters because mm-hmm. I think the thought finally crossed my mind um, a few weeks ago where I realized, holy crap, uh, people better be paying attention to this guy because I think he's even better than Allmark was last season. I really do. I, I, huh? I, so if he's not in talks, if people are not talking about him, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what games yeah. they're watching. So <laughs> probably not going to help us in the off season. We have to sign him. <laughs> Just get him. Yep. Extend him now if you can. Yeah. Uh, Cause it, yep. it's only going to get worse for you the further we get it, into the season. It really is. You know? It really is. Um, but- so, special teams uh Mm. you know it's certainly something that we have also probably talked to death uh power play surprisingly not as bad as i thought it was after everything uh the bruins are in fifth place overall when it comes to power play and they're in fifth place overall with the pk which is the more disappointing statistic because at one point they were definitely in first place um yeah they're currently when it comes to power play uh they're behind tampa bay at 29.5 uh the rangers at 28.24 uh the devils at 27.6 and carolina at 27.21 the bruins are at 27.07 and then for pk uh they're at 84.38%, Point thirty-eight percent, um, which I believe they have rebounded because I think they were actually in worse place uh, at some point during the road trip. Um, but they're mm. behind the Kings at eighty-seven percent. Philadelphia, hello, at eighty-six <laughs> percent. Uh, Dallas at eighty-five percent, which is not surprising, and Phil in Florida at eighty-four percent. Um, little surprising, but I guess I I think Bob's back in 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 the swing of things. So maybe not so surprising. Mm. Um, those, Mo, those PK numbers, not, the, not uh, too unimpressive when you consider Boston is the second most penalized team in the league. I know. Right. So, <laughs> they, they work extra you know, hard. 
Absolutely. They have to work extra hard and they're still doing okay. <laughs> exactly. But um, anyway, Mo, I stepped on you there. So yeah, so the first give, give us your hot take. <laughs> what, what do you think? <clears throat> PK, give us a grade. If you had to be give it, handing out letter grades for the PK and for the power play over the last 10 days, what, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, we'll start with the penalty kill, right? I think overall, if you look at this season, right, expectations were probably pretty low, right? You're losing Bergeron. I know we hate to say it, but that's that's the reality. You know, so you're relying on Coyle, relying on Zaka, probably Beecher. I think the last 10 games, probably the whole year, we've been probably as expected, especially kind of with the system that the Bruins play and try to rely on. So, you know, you think you got to give them a B, um somewhere in that range i the good thing is is their penalty kill has not lost them games and that's yes. one of the things that you worry about right you don't want your penalty kill to lose you games <clears throat> and you want your power play to help you win games right mm-hmm. at least that's that's kind of how i envision it um so i don't remember what you guys said at but i know our faceoff percentage has dropped since last year that yeah. doesn't help your penalty kill since all draws start in your zone unless some random shit happens. But 99.7 of the time you're getting that draw in your zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've done pretty well. There's a few things in that penalty kill that, you know, I've kind of noticed that I don't really like, but I understand why the Bruins do it. <clears throat> so one of the things that the Bruins have done, I don't know if they've done it all year, but it's definitely been lately is as soon as the other team gets the puck at their point, Mm -hmm. they're rushing the point hard. That Mm. forward is taking basically a straight line to push them to do something. Yeah. Now that is kind that feels new to me where Mm -hmm. last year it was probably more of like a large kind of passive box, sometimes a diamond, right. Where they would kind of let the other team, you know, kind of pass it get the perimeter, do that fun stuff. Right now, they're being a little bit more aggressive. They're rushing that guy, that point man, trying to force him to either mess up or do a pass. But the problem is, is the defensemen are almost a little bit higher up. So you've seen the other teams kind of drop in below. So that's why if you like watch Swayman, Swayman's always pushing that guy in front of him, you know, trying to knock him out, knock him out of the way, which is great. But then the shot from the point comes, you've got Grizzlick there, he gets knocked out of position, you know, what's the goalie going to do? But I think all in all, they've done a much better job than they kind of did at the beginning of the year. They've kind of understood what their assignments are. I still think there is a little bit over pursuit just because they're still a little bit new. I mean, Marshan and Coyle seems to be a tandem and those two guys are great. I yeah, mean, that shorthanded goal against Pittsburgh was a thing of beauty all the way or around, just, right? Coyle mm-hmm. starts it in his own zone, just knocks the guy off the puck, takes it. Just we don't even talk about Marshy. Everybody knows what he did. <laughs> um, but I think their their power play has been steady. It they're going to give up a power play goal on average, probably a game, right? That's that's going to happen. It hasn't lost in games. I'll take it. Right. Um, their power play is pretty much a Jekyll and Hyde. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's either going to be really awesome, kind of like against the Devils, where it was like a minute and a half power play of just straight chances until Pasta ripped that one from the dot. Oh, that was gorgeous. Or it's 
going to be like the worst power play you've ever seen that it's like mm. eight year olds trying to learn <laughs> how to pass a puck around. Right. Yeah. So it, it just, it, it, it's one of those things where the puck yeah. will always move faster than the man. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it feels like the Bruins forget that the Bruins mm -hmm. will just stand there, do their one, three, one, and they'll just kind of pass from like, corner to dot corner to dot pasta will stand there he won't move no one yep. in front of the net will move there's not a whole lot of like off puck movement yeah and that's mm -hmm. when their power play sucks yep. same thing when they're trying to get into the zone too much lateral passing someone will yep. be at the blue line they'll be in the middle of the ice they'll pass it right to the boards and he's not moving so right. you just you get it knocked back out you got to restart and the bruins aren't the fastest, best neutral zone, uh -uh. you know, from their own zone to the offensive zone, they haven't got a doubt, right? So mm -hmm. they gotta, yeah. they gotta work on that. They gotta work on their entries. But once they get in that zone, and if they're able to yeah. pass and move that puck, maybe use the behind of the net to reverse kind of where the puck is to kind of mess that goalie up a little bit. That's when they're great, and that's that's when they're gonna actually score and use that power play as a weapon, which I'm still surprised it's fifth in the league. I thought it was bottom five. Yeah. I'm always amazed. I can't believe it. Everyone else must be just doing a lot worse because I'm I'm <laughs> surprised at that as well. I will say, you know, the biggest improvement that I've seen from the previous season to this season is the fact that at least, my God, at least they're able to enter the zone. No but... one's going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that like, the, what are you complaining about? We're getting in the zone, we're everybody. In the we're zone. in the zone. Like, <laughs> we're winning. That's it. Like, that's the point yeah. of the power play, right? Obviously. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things that you just said, uh, I remember you talking about and, and actually seeing it like in real time, that movement um, <sighs> when in the Devils game, you know, yeah. that constant movement, the constant cycling. That's yeah. what made their power play in that game 10 times better than I've seen in most other games. Otherwise, you know, it, like you said, it just becomes stagnant and it's only a matter of time before they lose possession or like they just keep trying the same thing. Whereas like, uh, was what the, the pasta goal that was a, was that a power play goal? Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't, it was. it was exactly the whole same point of like, it was just, three attempts from three different directions and it was just constant mm -hmm. movement and it just it didn't like no guy had the puck on his stick for longer mm -hmm. than a split second whereas when they've got it and they're holding it and they're looking like forget it you're you're not gonna you're not gonna make anything happen there so right yeah even that, i hate it, to say it but that freddie power play goal against tampa <laughs> right it it happened because mm -hmm. freddie right. was by himself in front of the net I forget who was on the boards, but they made a quick pass to the dot, right? right? The Tampa Bay guy went to whoever the Bruin was. It opened up that lane. I think it was Lindholm. He just shot it to Freddie. Freddie's yeah. wide open. And he just spins and flicks it over and it's in, right? right? It's yeah. those little things where it's those one-touch passes where it's stud. I forget if someone said it in Discord, but Lindholm sometimes everybody seems to kind of hold onto that puck an extra second, yep. especially yep. DeBrusque. Mm -hmm. Right. We see DeBrusque trying to shoot, but it's always like a second later where it lets the other team get their stick there in that path. Yeah. You just mm -hmm. you got to get it and know where you're going right. and just rip it. 
Right. And once the Bruins can do that, it's perfect. Yep. Yeah. I agree. That was a big issue with um, Charlie McAvoy for a little while too. Mm. Uh, is that he would he would receive the puck and you could you could time it. It was like three dribbles because he's looking for pasta to get open. Right. And it's like if I'm sitting on my couch and I can see that, everybody on the ice <laughs> knows that's what you're gonna do. Man. Exactly. I'd love him to dribble it three times and then send it in the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, or just and take the throw shot. everybody <laughs> off. But like or or yeah, or take the shot from the point or do something. But yeah, you're right. right. There are times where they either dribble too long. There was one power play in one of the games where, like, I think Marshawn had the puck, and literally every single Bruin was just standing, feet planted, not moving. And I was like, "Did we just? Yep. Is everybody on pause here? Like, what is happening? Did somebody have a so, stroke? Am I? Am I? Am I having that, a stroke? Did, did, I, the did I have the stroke? I think. Or, yeah, exactly. My Nesson feed just the Nesson exactly. feed was terrible the other day. <laughs> exactly. So no. Who knows? Yeah. Everybody was green. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, but you're right when they get the puck moving and they're cycling around, it's, it's, it's a, it's a night and day thing, but I am at least happy that they're scoring. I'll take this year's power play over last year's power play any day of the week. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, the other thing that I'm going to throw out and I want your quick hot take on this. So this Mm -hmm. overtime situation. So the Bruins are currently tied for second with, uh, the most, second most um overtime yeah. losses right we they're in they're sitting very pretty in the standings because obviously they have um fewer than 10 actual regulation losses but they have nine overtime losses right and that's not mm. like yes we're happy that they got the points but like that's not good uh we don't want that yeah. so super quick your hot takes on the overtime problem why are we getting into overtime? And then in the, on the road trip, why did we lose? Cause I have my theory, but I would love to hear yours. Whoever wants to go first. I'll, yeah. I mean, I don't know why we're getting to overtime. I think those three games we had, they were just well fought, just games that are going to happen. Right. I, I think that was a, a likely outcome to get to overtime, mm-hmm. especially against the West Coast. I don't think a lot of teams are going to try that hard in the last five minutes because they don't want to make that mistake to lose that kind of free point, right? Mm. But I think, what? No, no, you guys. Can no, 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 I um, was in no, agreement. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I agree um, too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want to say I forget which game it was, but there was the the pasta Marchand kind of uh. mixed up. Right. Yep. And I've, I've tried to watch that a few times and I don't know who to blame. You kind of blame both, but you kind of blame <laughs> neither. Right? right. Like it looked like Marshan was going to go and pasta and Marshan were going to rotate. It looked like pasta saw that and at the last second Marshan stopped. And so did pasta. And then they were like, well, what the hell guys? And it just mm-hmm. seemed like one of those yeah. things. And I mean, pasta's great, but he's not a defensive forward. He's no. not a no. guy. <laughs> He is basically Ovechkin. He is your top scorer, and that's what you want him that's to be. That's his job. Yeah. So putting him, him out there on the power, on you know, on three on three overtime where there's mm-hmm. a shit ton of ice, that's gonna happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it yeah. is, right? But right. the other guy out there needs to be that second guy back, right? right? Marshan needs yeah. to get back. So right. just a little miscommunication. I, I don't think there's anything right or wrong. I think just three on three overtime is just one of those things where it's just chaos and bounces yeah, of the yeah. puck. Is just, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adrian, what's your take? I, I, I agree. I always feel like 
with our with our team, especially in the on these on these road games, um, we surged late five on five, and uh, then suddenly you know you you have a couple of opportunities, you almost get it in, you almost end the game in regulation. Then you go into overtime and you have twice as much space on the ice and everyone's afraid of just messing up. Yeah. The whole rhythm changes. Um, and I, I have a hard time. I don't really, I've gotten sort of sick of the three on three because mm-hmm. like you can't really form a play. It's really mm-hmm. about making a good offensive drive that you need to score. And then it goes the other way if you miss. And, mm-hmm. and um, you got too many people playing it safe. And then there's, I feel like everyone's worried about making a mistake and then that's when the yep. mistakes happen, you know, yep. but like, you know, we held our own against Colorado that went to a shootout. We lost there. I, I have really not a lot of beef with how the Colorado game went. Right. Arizona, no, what, what are you going to do? You got a completely cold goalie coming in, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't going to go our way. Mm. You know, we needed to score before Arizona got a shot on us was what needed to happen. And, right. it, and that didn't happen, you know, but I felt like we surged in that game. We almost won it in regulation. A, a weird bounce kept us from happening, kept from happening. Then there's a the Vegas thing as Mo's talking about. And then St. Louis, we, uh, um, we won, you know? Right. So, but, but you're right. It's sort of like, I don't, I think we're built for, for, you know, five on five and three on yeah. three. Just there's something about the way our players combine. Um, there's a piece missing. And uh, when we're out there, uh, which thankfully that's fine for the regular season, you know, it's, yeah. It's right. uh, I mean, yeah. to get to the playoffs. Exactly. It's not it's an odd issue. But uh, but I, I agree. It'd be nice to see us get out there and, and make use of that extra space. But mm-hmm. um God, I don't know. But perhaps it's just the fact that you know, the more we make fun of Toronto, the more that <laughs> folds back on us. I know. You know. It's like you just gotta watch out how much you're making fun of Toronto because before before long it's gonna be like, Oh, that's us too, though. You know? I know. Um so maybe that's just karma coming back on us and we really have no uh no yeah. way to stand on there. But it's still fun. It is. It is fun. I mean, nobody's <laughs> denying it's fun, you know, but for, for know, me, I would say on the whole, I mean, yes, it's not this every single time, but I would say the majority of mm-hmm. the time when I'm seeing us end up in overtime, it's not necessarily because the Bruins are coming back like it has happened where they've come roaring back and they you know needed a few extra minutes to seal the deal or whatever but i feel a lot of it comes from again the the six on fives that we see and Mm -hmm. late scoring which i find i i tend to blame the defense for Mm -hmm. falling apart and not helping maintain the lead you know, we see still to this day late scoring. I mean, that's what happened in St. Louis. Um, it was a later, was it in the last five minutes um, that they tied it up? So I'm still seeing that as a contributing factor. And quite frankly, I think the majority of our losses that have occurred in overtime have been the direct result of the fact that the team never gained possession. When the yeah. Bruins are able to gain possession in that three on three structure, they are merciless. And I think that's exactly what happened in St. Louis. I think even in my show notes for today, I wrote, holy cow, they actually had possession immediately. Yeah. And that's how they won it because Mm -hmm. all the other times that I've seen 
in in very recent the puck drops and they're immediately on the defensive and i don't know if it's yeah. because you know the especially with the west coast and everything have they do they just run out of gas at the end of the game and they're like all right well one point is better than no points um because i i think there's a lot of uh, a mental battle that also happens in these games that um i don't know i feel like just doesn't get uh, addressed nearly as much as well this guy just didn't do this or they didn't do that physically right but you know road trip west coast jet lag altitude playing against a crappy team that they don't care that the other team cares more about the win than they do Arizona, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I've, yeah, that's kind of been my take in how they end up in the situation where now they have nine overtime losses. Um, and it is a little disappointing to see the goaltenders in a lot of those o- overtime losses have, have performed phenomenally throughout the game but like it's also the end of the game for them they've done everything they can yeah. they've probably done more than any of the guys in front of them so i don't know i'm the pessimist really? gotta, today gotta be <laughs> exhausted yeah exhausted and, yep. and playing three on three i mean most of it is going to be odd made rushes or just there's so yeah. much open ice there's so many cross ice passes mm-hmm. it's gotta be of course terrible yeah. for a goalie to try to yeah yeah, it's a lot it's harder. Mentally exhausting. And, exactly. And if there's any point in time where our um, lingering face-off issue is going to mm. really show itself, yeah, is in yeah. overtime, mm-hmm. right? Because like puck drops, you don't win the face-off. Well, now you're going to be on the defensive for the next minute and a half, while the mm-hmm. other team just skates around in and out of the zone looking for you to screw up. Right. You know, exactly. and if they make a shot, great. That's just another face-off. And if you're not going to win that one, then the then the problem begins anew. Yep. So yeah. Um, thankfully, so, it's kind of interesting because it, like we've been better yeah. on the faceoffs of late, but it, we are on the up the and beginning up. of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are improving. Um, so we're yeah. gonna play real quick lightning round. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know. We've talked a little bit about guys who showed up who didn't show up over the last ten days, you know, and some of them have and have not even in both scenarios across the, the last seven days. So real quick. I want to hear uh, who showed up and a super quick reason why, and then I'll ask you who didn't show up and why. So, Adrian, who showed up? Uh, I'm going uh, Charlie Coyle right off the bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think top of everyone's list. Um, I have been he's he was he's been great. He's been great, um, excellent in Colorado. Um, awesome. Uh, in Jersey, he's really uh, ex- like exceeded expectations mm-hmm. um, and has worked his way up the lines. Um, I really liked Watherspoon, mm. uh, especially in Jersey. Yeah, so you're only allowed one. one. Oh, no. oh, sorry. <laughs> no, well, no well, you could have on. a couple. You could have a couple <laughs> as long as you're I'll quick. Leave, I'll leave it at those. I'm, as I'm, long yeah, as you're Watherspoon quick. Watherspoon was. I I I I wasn't really paying attention to that guy for a long time. Yeah, and he's. I I gauge things on whether or not I feel people in the game. And yes. Watherspoon was just a guy I noticed. Yeah. I just kept noticing him. So And I will yeah, say those, I think it goes it goes without saying that both goaltenders showed up. We don't need to include yeah. either of them in this lightning round. Right. They always show yeah. up. They always show yeah. up. <laughs> Mo, who showed up for you? Uh Watherspoon. 
I mean, yeah. stealing well, my thunder, right? But no, I mean, that guy. Well, sorry, I, I didn't know. mean that. That was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he has filled in because start of the year, Mitchell is our seventh defenseman. Wasn't really impressed. You know, didn't didn't really feel those vibes. Kind of got that Riley vibes where he had high expectations, mm. just didn't really capture him. But Weatherspoon has been, he's not offensive at all, but he is solid defensively. He'll stick up for his teammates. He's got a little bit of Forbert in him, kind of like mm-hmm. Forbert light, right? Like 2.0, you know, he's getting grizzlier every game, mm-hmm. right? He just like growing his hair, growing his beard, like something about that. You just Love can't that. hate, <laughs> right? So I mean, he's turning well, into the bear. That's what he is. I, he's yeah. the mascot. He's the bear from those old school commercials. I'll, I'll take it. So no, I, I have loved that bear. I know Spoon Spoon has been great. He's been he's been solid. He's been steady. I think he was playing with Lindholm last game. He's mm-hmm. just he's looked mm-hmm. good. He's looked better. Yep. Uh, my pick is Brad Marshan, uh, always and forever. Um, he's <laughs> he's uh, shown time and time again why he's the captain. Um, he shows you how it's how it's done, and he makes things happen. One hundred percent. Who didn't show up? Uh. I you hate to say it, but I I, I still get disappointed with Grizzlick. Mm. I've just got such high expectations with him. Maybe not defensively, but offensively, I think he's probably the more gifted skater of the defensive core, right? Like he's just yes. so easy. He doesn't think about it. When he's good, he's so good. But when he's he bad, holy cow, is he bad? <laughs> yeah, he's terrible, and and it shows, right? Because. That's that's the Bruins system is is that breakout is that defensive breakout. And if he can skate it and even the opposite side skate it, it's great. But he's just so weak and gets pushed around in his own zone too much. And his net foot presence is just it's it's not where it kind of was in the past. And it's it's showing a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just I just expect so much more from him. I know he scored. I just I feel like I need more shots. I need better breakout passes kind of like that home run pass to pasta just i I always want more from him and i just never get it Mm -hmm. adrian adrian who do i um i if mine mine will be controversial and i but i and i I think i mentioned this a couple times already um pasta just i was gonna say that (laughs) are we and this was funny when we all we all discuss our notes ahead of time but I will. I'll say one thing about Pasta's game, and 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 I'll and I'll cede the rest of it to you, Caroline. My 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 weird my weird thing with Pasta this particular trip is that like, and and it's been exacerbated, is that he is like his long range passing. I I'd never know what to expect. Mm. He's like I imagine being in like a an army unit where you're like with the best sniper in the world, you know, <laughs> and then you're like, hey, dude, can you pass me that thing? And then it just sails right over your shoulder. It's like. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, dude, what is your problem? Like, I anytime he tries to pass something, it just goes between people and out of the zone. And yeah. it's like, ah, oh, it's frustrating. It, it, it drives me nuts. Um, but I mean, again, like, I, it's he's a hard man to critique. But like, if right. you look at ways that he can try to tighten up his game. And granted, he's not a guy that should be looking to pass a lot. You know, it kind of no, comes to him and it's supposed to go to the net. But sometimes if he's got no options, he's got to pass it to somebody and I don't know, man. Even that at highlight Toronto, I'm going way back here. Yeah, that highlight Toronto pass to Marshy, which was glorious. 
But where was that actually going? Because if Marshawn didn't like catch that out of the air, like I know. that was going oh, yeah. that was going into the stands, and everyone would have been like, "What the hell, dude?" Uh huh. And they asked exactly. him about it afterwards, and he was like, oh, "I just needed to get it to Marshy." And I was like, "That was that was not to Marshy, dude." <laughs> you know, Marshy caught it, but I don't know where that was going. You know how but tall Marshy is, right? I know. It's like yeah, exactly, exactly. He's like he's like yeah. five five, dude. Um, yeah, it's not far so, out there. Exactly. That's my that's my hot take on yeah. Basta there. But I'll see the red. You, you take it from here, Caroline. Yeah, I was really disappointed with him um, because I can live with him not being a defensive player because mm-hmm. he's just such a phenomenal um, next level offensive sniper. I mean, the man is I think he's 26. He's going to be on the top of almost every if not every single scoring record in the Bruins franchise by the time he retires in another 10 years uh so he can do whatever the hell he wants when he mm-hmm. does his job and if he can't back check if he can't pass if he's not gonna be a defensive player I can live with that what I cannot live with is seeing him play with a, a lackluster attitude and sometimes that will come up and it happened. It doesn't typically happen multiple games in a row, um, but it definitely did on this road trip. And the most egregious was the Arizona game. The man had a, if it was not a, a breakaway, it was pretty darn close. And the low energy, lackluster shot attempt that didn't Oof. appear to leave the ice mm-hmm. what the hell was that yeah i think i was trying to catch the goalie off guard and go five hole in that but it did not look good like it, mm. it 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 wasn't even that it was like a shot that you know just misfired there was no energy and effort behind that and you have one job <laughs> you are allowed <laughs> to have only one job you are the mm. only player Besides the goaltenders, to have one job. (laughs) So, and you get paid $11 million to do it. So, my expectation is you're going to do it every damn day with a smile on your face. (laughs) And he did not do that uh, in that game. And it just seemed like multiple games over that time. And, you know, they are human. I talk about this all the time. We all have shitty days at work. Right. But, but you still have to do your job, even when you have a bad day. So I'm putting some of that on pasta. I mean, granted, we were lucky. His half assed effort in some of those games didn't, weren't like the reason we lost those games. Um, But I don't like to see that, especially from someone who is, who's wearing an A on his chest. Sorry. When, and you've yeah. got Brad Marchand Fair as your point. captain, and his attitude mm-hmm. is, you lead by example, Meh. try again. So that was a bummer that's, for me. That's a bigger point, right? But one of the crazier pasta stats that I kind of think of is if you look at all NHL players that are Czech horn, mm-hmm. Pasternak is ranked 12th in points. <laughs> he will, by the end of his career, without a doubt, be second 
in mm-hmm. I mean, no one, no one's catching Yager, no, right? Please. I mean, unless Pasta, <laughs> unless Pasta gets like another thirteen hundred points in his career. But <laughs> Eliash is number two at just uh, north of of a thousand, and right yeah. now Pasta's at six seventy eight. I mean, Pasta is gonna catch Eliash and be the second highest point scorer for any NHL player born in Czech Republic. Yeah, like that's just impossible Easily. to think about. And it's like, what have Bruins fans been? begging for for years and decades it's like all we wanted was a superstar that could score and now we've got one and we don't know what to do with ourselves so it's like he's gonna have a shitty game here and there and it it sucks because he's an alternate captain it sucks because it's he's the best player on the team or the best offensive threat on the team Mm -hmm. and when he doesn't try it's obvious to everybody Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean we just have to at least it only happens, you know, a couple games a year, maybe. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody's kind of allowed that. So sure, it's yeah. just, I'm so glad we've got him. And I will never, <laughs> I never want to let him go. I'd rather have him or not. Exactly. It's a knife that cuts both ways. It right? is. Yep. It, 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 is. It, it, because when, when he is lackadaisical and buries it, it's mm. hilarious. It that that one oh that one Arizona goal that he got where uh-huh. it was just like he was like, all right, I guess I'll and just like threw it in the net and like, you know, that will never not be funny to me. No, exactly. But when he misses, when he misses, it looks really bad. Mm. Yeah. You know? And you're like, what the hell, man? But um, but yeah, there are I, I agree with I agree with both of your assessments. Mm-hmm. There are times where you'll see him miss or his attempt will fail and it's just like there's not a lot of hustle ba- going back the other right. way he's just not like, trying he's like, like no. not feeling he takes it a minute today, and he's like so... yeah man thought that was going in all right well i guess we're going this way now and it's like okay dude a little bit faster like let's yeah, try to right, get back right. you know but now we do need you to back but... check <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly you are the reason why we need you to back check yeah, exactly uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously we could keep going. There's lots of other stuff that we would want to talk about. I'm mm-hmm. sure we will have a special episode uh, again um, in the very near future as we've got the All-Star mm-hmm. break coming up. Bruins are sending three people to the All-Star game. Hooray. Um, so the last two things that um, we always do on the pod, a little bit of an around the rink. So I want to give a little hat tip to Marc-Andre Fleury, everybody's Mm. favorite league-wide human um, who just passed Patrick Waugh for complete second place of most wins. Um, He's obviously never going to catch Marty Berdour because (laughs) Marc-Andre Fleury is 39. Um, But it's right. (laughs) But... uh, I think he's a wonderful human being. I can't wait to see this man uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I can't believe that there were empty seats in the house for that game. Um, and then what the chirp, because I love to hit, to, to hate on the Leafs, uh, <laughs> this week's what the chirp, and we'll share it in the show notes if anyone hasn't seen. Um, actually, Madonna came up twice this week. Once, when she was wearing her Bruins jersey ahead of the Bruins Vegas game. So who knew we had a fan in Madonna? But then also the greatest troll of all time, inadvertently opening night for her set in Toronto. She says, 
Hello, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's perfectly good. I love you, Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Just Never that. Never thought. Who knew? Yeah. So Olive Bruins Nation uh, now is a huge fan of hers. But mm. uh, we're going to have to call it a night. But I want to say, again, extra special thank you to my guests for stepping in for uh maria while she's enjoying the sun while uh, we all freeze to death uh in the north <laughs> um Indeed. if everybody enjoyed the conversation today we should all uh check out our discord where you can listen to the ramblings of mo and adrian further on game days yeah. <laughs> any final thoughts Just to- uh to share from either of you uh um <laughs> Yeah, hey, I got a I got a funny anecdote that I can go out on. Um Please. the my my daughter who is 10 uh, and has started watching the Bruins with me uh, uh over the past season um has discovered behind the bee. Oh. <laughs> and has started going back to and realized that it premiered the year she was born. And That's so she it. has started at 2013 and is watching them all the way through. Mm. And it is That's aside from cool. seeing absolutely hilarious things like hey, let's talk to Bruins prospect Matt Grizzlick. Um we are still complaining about the same shit 10 years yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, Excellent. it's funny to go back and be like, oh, we were bitching about that back then too. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. All right. I guess we're never happy. We're never no, happy. We are. We're, no. not. we're not. We're no. not. No. But I think the best thing that's going to happen is Saturday's game against Montreal. Another era game. That. It's yeah. going to yeah. be, it's going to be awesome i think the crowd's going to be wrapped up we haven't had an eras game in a while yep mm-hmm. it's, it's the 80s yeah oh i'm so ready for it yep and you get to be there i get to be there we're very I'm, jealous I'm, we're I'm, very jealous yes, i'm jealous of That's myself it hasn't even happened yet <laughs> i'm ready oh pics will be shared so it's gonna be Wonderful. fantastic. all right well and with that as always thanks to our guests, our listeners, check out our show notes and go bees.